Dude, it's already 76 degrees. Fuck this. I'm Freddie Woff. Kickstart for the 13th of July. Ooh, Monday the 13th. Yes. Guess what I'm doing today? I'm I'm going to work for one thing, and second of all, I'm celebrating my my birthday. <laughs> well, not celebrating it, but it's my birthday. So, right, the 11th. Yeah. 7-11. No, Monday the 13th. Because oh, the, the 13th, 13th is your birthday, right? <laughs> Good lord. Thirteenth. Well, you know, because you haven't been around for my my birthday since we've known each other. You were in Cincinnati, and then you were in. Dude, I haven't been like Texas. this was the this was no the ones. first Fourth of July since 2012 that I've been in California. Damn COVID. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, man. Like I hadn't be, I haven't been here for a summer like like a whole summer since. Yeah, 2012, 2013, maybe. Like 2013, I was not here. Wow. Maybe 2014 was the last one that I was actually here. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. Right? Anyways, I'm going to start off something super simple. And some of you heard me touting Quibi before. You know, the app, it's a mobile app on your phone or your or your iPad. I think it's available. I'm pretty sure it's available on Android devices too, because why wouldn't it be? Um, it's a pretty big push and a pretty big app. But Quibi had a really cool thing they've been doing with the Princess Bride. So they've been retelling the Princess Bride um, in 10 parts with everybody's stay at home. Everything's this, this is like a lockdown edition where everybody shot their own thing. And what's cool is it's a lot of people that you recognize, almost everybody, you should recognize everybody in it. And they jump around playing different characters. No, no, they don't play. No one person doesn't play the same character, like like multiple characters. But there's different actors and actresses playing um, the characters that you know from the movie, and it's really, really clever, really funny. And what's really neat is, like I said before, Quibi can work in two ways. It can work in portrait mode, where in this case you just see the video of the people doing their bits. If you turn it in landscape mode or in sideways you will see the everybody doing their thing on the left side and on the right side is all filled in with um, information about what you're seeing on the screen, who the actress is or actor is and who they're playing, who originally played that character. And so it's really cool. Like I said before, it's depending on how you orient your device, it can be, uh, it'll alter what you're seeing, which is really cool. Anyway, this Princess Bride thing is uh, the last episode was last week and it was Fuck, dude. It was brutal. And I'll just, you know, if you know who who made who directed the original movie, you can kind of have an idea how they ended it or or have a sense of what it was that made us made me like completely weep like a little girl. It was like, oh, dude. Anyway, yes, check it out again. Quibi's cool, but this Princess Bride thing is your gateway into the Quibi land because it is it's fucking funny and 
um, it's going to break your heart at the end too. So if you're in for breaking some heartbreaking this week, <laughs> watch the princess bride on Quibi. The princess bride. Which breaks your heart. It's, it's a, it's, you know, I don't know people like some people, oh, it's overrated and some people. I hate it. Yeah. See, <laughs> it's, it, it's boring. <laughs> the movie. I never, I was never a fan. I was too old. I like the movie. I don't love the movie. This thing is great. I read the book because I was such a big fan of William Goldman. I read the book and I love the book. It's really, it's really something else. I, I mean, so when the movie came around, I'm like, oh, sweet. And then I watched it. I'm like, oh, man, I think I would have preferred a Spinal Tap version of this. instead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it hates maybe too strong of a word. I mean, it just doesn't do anything for me. Like uh, I, I had a roommate who fucking just would quote, the Inigo Montoya thing until we fucking gave him a fucking full metal jacket, fucking <laughs> sock beating. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, whatever. There's, there's funny moments. There's moments in it, but I mean, I don't know. I've never, I don't know that I've ever seen it all the way through after the first time. Yeah. Um, I, I know why people love it and I, it's, you know, it's fine. Um, I didn't know Quibi had done a, um, I haven't seen any of those Quibi things, man. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. And, and like I said, I can't watch TV on my phone. <laughs> well, I, I get, I get what you're saying. Um, you can, you can broadcast it to your television. Yeah. Like, I mean, and what's cool is depending on how you orient your phone before you broadcast your television is how it's going to play it back. So like I said, depending on how, and unfortunately our technology, even as awesome as it is, it won't, um, it won't by default switch to the different views just by you moving your phone. Cause once you start broadcasting it, it's broadcasting it. If you want to switch the orientation of your phone, you're going to have to un, you know, unlink the, the stream, the airstream or whatever you're using. And then once you're, you know, orient your phone, then you can rebroadcast mm-hmm. it. But that's how we watched it. We, we, we watched it in, in landscape mode so we can watch it, all the information come up and then, Dude, even broadcasting from the phone, it looked amazing. It looked really, really good. And like I said, it's it's super, super fun. Um, and, and I I'm gonna say this is my second favorite iteration of of the of the story. It, it's I know the movie well enough to where I appreciate everything that's happening on the screen for this thing, Frank Quibby. But the movie, the book. This, I'm, this is the only time in my life I've ever said, with exception of where the wild things are that I, I like the book more than I like the movie. I've never been a book person so much to the point where I'm like, Oh man, I got to see that. I, I rarely see what I've read. If I see if there's a filmed version of, it. I really don't do it. That. I usually just kind of, if I have interest in it, something I read it like for the stand, I've never read the stand, but I love the miniseries. I won't go back and read them. Like even if it's better than this, I don't want it to ruin this for me. And unfortunately, that, that happens though. <laughs> you can have that. Yeah. Happen. It's funny about the stand. The stand is a, I, I'm not, people are going to be mad, but I've never been a fan of the book or the miniseries. And I don't care that they're remaking it. Are they remaking, are they remaking it, it? Really? Yeah. I think they're making it like another, like a limited series. And uh, uh, maybe it's Amazon. Uh, I, I can't remember. I just not a fan. I mean, it's, it's like one of my, you know, I, I don't know. There's other, I mean, it's one of my lesser King things. I mean, I think I read it. Maybe I was too young to really get it, but I just, I don't know. I just, I didn't, the book didn't do anything for me ever. And then I barely remember again, because I wasn't really that into the book. I don't even know if I've ever seen the miniseries. That's with Molly Ringwald, right? And Gary Sinise. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually seen it. I remember my roommates at the time 
uh, my roommate Valerie was like a big fan of the stand. And I, th- I remember her watching it. It was like a, cause it was, we played in a few parts, right? It was back when network TV still. Yeah. It was on NBC. Yeah. 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 I just remember the Cheshire cat moon. <laughs> I was like, I'm out of here. I got to go to work. Dude. It has one of the best openings ever. It's so fucking great. Anyway, it, it get re-released on, on Blu-ray last year and I have it and the Blu-ray is great. And the, again, again, the drag is the Blu-ray is still four, three, you know, it was never, yep, wasn't re- shot that way. It wasn't shot that way. And uh, it still looks fucking fantastic. It looks really good. And you know, Mick Garris did a great job. And that was the, my first exposure to anything that Mick Garris had ever done. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I, I don't, I don't want to say I love it more than each time, but I watched it again since this whole lockdown thing started and it resonates a lot more than it did, you know, 30 yeah, I'm years sure. ago. Yeah. I mean, I've always thought about reading the book again, but it's a lot, it's a haul, man, to get through that book. And if I'm going to retread some King books. Yeah probably I got some others in front of it. Yeah. Like I said, it just, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I was never, cause I love King, but it was just like, yeah, it was one I never just like connected to. I think I like the talisman way more. What's interesting about, about the stand is it's just a straight ahead good versus evil movie. There's no, there's no evil lamp <laughs> to steal from family guy. <laughs> nope. It's no evil lamp. There's no, it's no needful things. Yeah. No. I, I'm like I said, it works on every level, and the cast on it is just fucking ridiculous. It's so good. It's the, it, if you haven't seen it, it's it's worth a visit. I don't think it's available anywhere right now, other than you know, than Blu-ray. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up while you go ahead and do your thing. Uh, well, the, the I'm gonna I'm gonna just sort of drop the name drop. The first thing is the Criterion sale for those of you who are looking for some uh, bargains from the Criterion collection. It started on Friday, goes through August second. But if you're shopping online, you're going to be very sad. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I went and looked, you know, to see if there was anything I must have. Uh, there were a couple things. And I was like, mm, you know, there's going to be another sale. <laughs> but most of what I wanted was already out of out of stock. The I thought about the Bruce Lee thing because I had just watched uh, Be Water, the Bruce Lee uh, 30 for 30 on ESPN, which is fantastic. So I guess I'd rather talk about that than the rest of the Criterion sale. Um, if you have ESPN Plus, uh, take a look at the 30 for 30, Be Water. If you're into Bruce Lee and all things Bruce Lee, it's pretty great. Um, you know, they do a great job with those ESPN 30 for 30s. Yeah. Um, and that's a really good one. I mean, it gets it goes deep. It's, uh, you know, if you're a fan of the film Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, um, you're going to get the real deal here and a lot more of it. Uh, so check that out. Um, but what I'm really kind of excited about is the Warner Brothers four for 44 sale, uh, and just some of the titles that are available. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna rattle off a few of the things that I think I may have to pick up. Um, first time I think for things like Reflections in the Golden Eye, the John Huston, uh, Marlon Brando, Liz Taylor uh, movie, uh, Blood on the Moon which is like a Western noir. I think it's running this month on the Criterion channel, uh, but uh, it's a great film, a great little mean uh, Western with uh, Robert Mitchum and Robert Preston and Barbara Bell Gids, best known for as her role as Miss Ellie on the original Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> but man, this, this thing's loaded. Also, uh, I did pick up Supergirl. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> which is on the four for 44 sale. But like, there's things like the stalking moon, which is uh, Robert Mulligan and Gregory Peck's kind of first go at it. Uh, after they had worked together on uh, 
To Kill a Mockingbird. And it's even Marie Saint, a very young Robert Forrester. It's kind of, it's a Western, but it's also like one of the very first. I mean, I would say it's the first, it kind of lays out the blueprint for your stalker slasher uh, movies to come later on, but set in a Western uh, setting. Um, John Sturge's Underwater with Jane Russell, which was produced by Howard Hughes and shot in Superscope, <laughs> is available uh, in this sale. The Hidden, uh, Night Moves, which uh, we've talked about before, uh, which I already owned. But, uh, you know, The Thing from Another World uh, is in that sale. Right. Uh, there's an excellent Popeye the Sailor, the 1940s, Volume 1. Uh, if you're into Popeye, this is a really good collection I have. Um, you know, Joe versus the Volcano, Blu-ray, um, which we I think we talked about a while back. Mm -hmm. uh, Seven Days in May, Frankenheimer's film, The Thin Man Collection. I mean, there's a lot. There's so much stuff. That, yeah. You know, you Warner Archives. I mean, like I said, I'm more excited about this Warner Archives thing at this point. Well, yeah, because I already I have like four things I want. <laughs> right. Look, dude, Innocent Blood, yeah. Blu-ray. You know, yeah. do you did you pick that up already? No, I ended up getting a digital for it. But I mean, I'm, I mean, for eleven bucks, I'll buy it again just so I can have physical on it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, Village, the original Village of the Damned, um, Wait Until Dark, Suspicion. Hitchcock's suspicion. Here's what you need to know more important than, than the, the details. Just go there. There are 2,851 <laughs> items yes. available for you on this sale. Yeah, <laughs> so. man. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I could, I could just scroll these pages, but there's, I mean, there's things like the man with two brains, scarecrow. I'm waiting for man with two brains to sell out because of Carl's passing. Dolores Claiborne. I mean, there's, you know, dude, it's, it's ridiculous. So, you know, head on over to Warner archives, load up your cart and, and go for it, man. I mean, there's, you're not going to go wrong and you're, you're going to find stuff that you're going to be like, Oh Jesus, I had even, there's a Blu-ray for that. And you're going to, you know, you're going to want to buy it. I mean, it's a little, you know, you don't get all, you don't get quite as many extras and supplements as the criteria and stuff. But I mean, honestly, you know, how often do most people even look at that stuff? No. I mean, it's nice to have, and I do love Criterion, but I, I, I tend to, you know, gravitate toward Warner Archive, Shout, uh, yeah. Kino, right. stuff like that, because the titles are just more in my, you know, right. in my wheelhouse. That happens to us, too. And, like, who watches and when do people watch the extras? Like, you and I are the same when it comes to those boutique releases. That's the first thing we go for, but we probably won't revisit them because they're— they don't have a lot of replay value, the interviews. Yeah, and totally. Yeah, so once you kind of get through it, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I do watch all that stuff, but like literally like once. Right, exactly. Like when we first, That's what I'm saying when we first get it. Because that's you're getting it because you dig the movie. So you're not, you the, your experience of the movie, um, a, a remaster version of the movie anyway, is going to be super simple. It's going to be, all right, cool. That was good. Oh, yeah, it looks really clean. But in between pre-ordering and waiting for it, you're looking and salivating over the extras because that's what made you go, yeah, I'm going to rebuy that. It's always right. the reason. Totally. I mean, that's 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 why that's how they package these things together because a movie's a movie's a movie. It's just about what they throw in it. And like you know, if you've bought three different versions of it, I mean, what else? I mean, that's that was kind of my thing with the jaw. I didn't pick up the new jaws because I had the last one, and I'm like, there's so much stuff on that last uh, the 35 or the yeah the 35 year anniversary. That I was like, man, what am I gonna glean from buying another one? Yeah, um, you know. So I didn't pick it up, but it's okay, uh, dude. There's so much Judgment Night, 
Wolfen, Body Snatchers, the Abel Ferreira version, Leatherface. I mean, it just goes on and on. So, you know, pop on over and peel through the 2,800 titles. Yeah. And try not to go broke. Dude, seriously, that's the hard part is keep it under a couple hundred dollars. That's the that's the tough part. And with Criterion sale, that's not a problem. <laughs> you're like, yep. buy three movies and you're four movies and you're like there. Yeah, I'm totally. Like, I like Criterion. I think the sales are great. But usually the for me, I'm finding that anytime I buy a Criterion anymore because of the sales, because it's one of the bigger boxes, like I did the last time I bought that Godzilla set. I'm like, I right. don't. So you need to provide something to me that really makes me go, yeah, I need that. And that's what they did with Godzilla. If I find out that Bruce Lee set's great, then I'm going to get it. Good thing is, the, once the movie, once that set comes out Tuesday, the embargo for the pre-release videos that reviews that people are going to be doing, like on High Def Digest and stuff like that, we'll find out what we need to know about it while the sale's still going on. And it'll, you know, it'll give us uh, some insight of if it's worth picking up. But like we've talked about before, my copy of, of Enter the Dragon is pretty great. So I don't know what you're going to do for me on the rest of the way. The new ones like Game of Death, those have to be something else. They have to be really worth my time. Yeah, I have the shout stuff. I'm with yeah. you. It's like, uh, is there really anything? I'm, and that Warner Brothers one, you're right, is, dude, I don't know, that's hard to beat. All right, to close out that whole, the whole first pass there, uh, the stand is only $11.99 on Blu-ray on Amazon right now. And unfortunately, it's not streaming anywhere if you wanted to get to it right away. But you got Prime, um, order it, and you'll have it in a couple of days. And it gets, like I said, 12 bucks, dude. I mean, I, you know, it's one of those things I always meant to get around to. I still have to catch it. I have to catch the Langoliers too and Tommyknockers. Yeah. Things oh. I missed. Um, okay. <laughs> so two weeks ago, roughly, and this has been happening since, I don't know, about six months after um, Prince had passed away and whoever took over the state, I'm guessing it's, I think it's his sister. They have been putting out like serious packages they did one for purple rain already they went for 1999 most recently and they announced one for a sign of the times and just in the same fashion that the other releases were there is a like a remastered version of the album a deluxe edition and then a super deluxe edition now with purple rain and 1999 they're not so bad even though 1999 was a double record just like sign of the times is but there was less material this is something different. This is so ridiculous. This is actually a 13 LP release. So if you got if you got the Super Deluxe Edition, it's eight CDs and DVDs, 13 LPs and a DVD, and of course the streaming and downloadable versions of everything. That is how most collectors are going to go if you're going to collect this. If you're collecting print stuff, especially if you already got the previous releases, you're going to go for the Super Deluxe. Except for the Super Deluxe has twice as much shit as the other <laughs> the releases have have come out. We've talked about this because it was like, I'm like, dude, this is crazy, man. This is some, this is a ridiculous release. I'm like, can I justify this? And well, I don't know if I really justified it, but I, I did buy it. That was right around the time, you know, I was actually had some money, right? <laughs> That's the thing about it. You don't have to have a lot of. You, Things were when when you first get out in the world and and you're having to pay for your own shit, you don't think anything of it, right? But of course not. This is right when I, you know, Silent Times really came in came out as a, as I was a senior, and it was a big deal for me. And um and uh, because Prince, 
you know, kind of paved our entire high school. Well, I graduated 87. So I was probably, I graduated when I was 17. So I probably was a sophomore when it came out. Yeah. In that stretch of time though, we had, what did we have? We had Purple Rain. We had. Hard uh, to hold. Stop that. <laughs> we had Purple Rain. We had Under Cherry Moon. But before that we had Sign of the Time. I'm not Sign of the Times. We had Around the World in a Day. And then we had Sign of the Times. I mean, the Sign of the Times was a double record. Again, totally fucking unheard of from, from a pop artist. I mean, you wouldn't have seen Michael Jackson putting out a double record two years after he put out Thriller. Thriller. He just wasn't no. going to do that. And in Purple Rain, Grant, that's the thing about it. Purple Rain was such an insane hit. Not just the movie, but the album was like ridiculous. I mean, it blew Prince up. And Prince was already kind of there because of 1999. There were some big songs off of that. But this was something else. This elevated him. This allowed him and adults to look at him and go, oh, what? oh, this is the guy that usually wears his underwear on the outside. That guy? No, he's not doing that anymore. He's he's still theatrical, but he's not that nuttiness anymore that people would attribute to him being performing in ladies' laundry. This remastered deluxe set, I'm so excited for. It's not out till September. But like I said, it's just, it's ridiculous box set, dude. And it's got like 92 tracks on it. Jesus Christ. And like, of course, this is going to come out probably when football's back. You know, football's supposed to come back, I believe. And, you know, this, at this point, it'll probably be preseason. And I'm going to be far too busy. This is going to show up. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, that thing's coming. I'm yeah, you listen to it at Christmas. <laughs> it's probably what's going to happen. And the sad thing is this, is like, I couldn't resist it. I couldn't resist ordering it. I mean, I could probably, I could still cancel it, but I couldn't resist it. Because like you said, what's, what's going to eventually happen, I'm, I'm just going to listen to it on my way to work. So, all right, so now I'm listening to the CDs. So I should just order the CD version, should I? Probably, because you have so much vinyl here. Thankfully, it's all 180 gram vinyl. So the likelihood that it's warped is pretty slim. Um, right. But <laughs> I remember I told you, I sent you the link. I'm like, damn, I'm not buying that. I'm like, that's crazy. I'm like, and I did. So anyway, Sign of the Times, uh, it, it, you're going to have a chance to listen to it. It's going to, this, uh, as with the previous releases, I'm I'm assuming that this is going to hit all the streaming services. So if you don't want to dive into the, the cost of it until you get a chance to hear it, you'll have a chance. September 23rd. Yeah, there you go. The 23rd of September. He'll be here before we know it. It's to be locked in our houses. And the problem now is that, um, I mean, I did buy the Purple Rain one when it came out, but I have not bought the the 1999 one, special one. And I'm, I have a feeling that I can't, I can't have the two and not the other. So once I start working more days again, I'll probably go back and buy it. Thankfully, it, because it's so ridiculously priced, it hasn't sold out yet. Here's the thing. It's $300 for that for that everything and it's got a book and everything it's, it's not it's not that expensive when you look at it but there's no discounts for it because only people i mean it's being sold by amazon but it's it's 300 bucks you know warner brothers is not cutting anybody slack on this one well yeah i mean no they're not going to no because it's, i mean it's not limited edition i'm um, waiting for the limited edition love sexy record <laughs> dude were we talking did we talk about that on air we did okay Briefly about how yes. you're supposed to listen to it and as one. Yeah, track. you can't skip. It's one track, skip. man. Don't be don't be a punk. That's how you're supposed to hear it. That's how he wants. How <laughs> Prince wants it. I remember when the long box came out. That's how long ago the CD was. How long this came out when it was a long box CD. Um, yeah. Uh, I was like, wait, I can't skip tracks. What kind of bullshit is that? <laughs> 
because I was still a DJ. I'm like, I was super bummed. I'd, I I couldn't do anything with it. Um, but no. anyway, yes, Sign of the Times, Prince. And I guess if you heard me talking about Prince before, you know, him. he's my all time favorite performer. So it's. He's, he's not dead. Yeah. Machiavelli, dude. Yeah, he just transferred. His energy just transferred somewhere else. That's all. <laughs> dude, have you ever seen the have you ever seen the Jen Kirkman uh, yes. bit and where she talks about Prince? Yeah. The best. Yeah. She's great too. Yeah, totally love Jen Kirkman. Yeah. Her stand-ups on Netflix. There's something you should check out. If you're just sitting around bored and you want to laugh and have a good time for an hour, check out a couple of those Jen Kirkman specials. Um, they're on Netflix. Yep. Good stuff. While you're Netflix and chilling. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing, right? To be banging and listening to somebody talk in the background. Uh, is it? I don't know. What what movie was that where somebody said that my parents like to have listen to Walter Cron- Walter Cronkite talk in the background when they're having sex? Or was that something I wrote? I don't remember. I don't know. It sounds like something from like an 80s movie, like uh, <laughs> from Last American Virgin. Sounds about right. Speaking of Last American Virgin... Meldy and I were watching Friday the 13th, the final Yeah, Teddy. Left. Teddy yeah. Bear, dude. He's Teddy Gary. Bear. Yeah, so we were watching it last week. Sad and, sack. Yeah. I swear, I was telling I was telling Melody, I was like, you know what's really funny about him playing the character, you know, the Teddy that he plays in the Friday the 13th is like, he's a complete pussy in Last American Virgin. He does the thing that most of us would have done, would have helped the girl. And at 17, we would have helped the girl, tried to help the girl, right? And then... The irony is that we're like, what's the backlash for for helping a girl? She goes back to the dude that knocked her up. Yeah, what would Lane Meyer knew if his if yeah. little, if he if he knew that what a slut that little French girl was? Yeah, <laughs> he guess he hadn't seen Last American Virgin. You know what's funny is uh, that the dude uh, is actually playing the same character. Basically, he still can't get a girl even in the Friday the Thirteenth. He yeah. loses a chick yeah. to Crispin Glover. Yeah, he does, and then. And he goes, let me put in the computer. <laughs> You're a dead fuck. Put these in your computer. <laughs> Dude, I, there's so much to love about the final chapter. I mean, That's my favorite Friday the 13th movie yeah, by I, far. I like part six the most, I think. But four is the best in that in the sense that. You get Corey um, Feldman. Yeah. I saw that. I went up to, because you'll appreciate this. I went up to Exeter with my cousin, my two cousins, and my sister, to go spend some time with my grandparents. This is when they lived in Exeter, when they're still taking care of my great Exeter CA, baby. Yeah. And they hadn't moved to Visalia yet. But we went up there and, you know, they took us to, I was in ninth grade and they took us to, they dropped my cousin Greg and I off to go see a movie. We went and saw the final chapter. I obviously wasn't of, of age yet, but he was. He was 16 and he got his tickets. It was awesome. Did you see it in Visalia? You must have seen it in Visalia, right? Because yeah, we went to the yeah, you we we fo- probably saw it at the Fox Theater, I would bet. Um, yeah, I think it's where we saw it. It was like yeah, a two or three screen theater, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was an old school theater that they ruined by dividing into three rooms, and then, but I mean, because it, it was one of those old grand theaters, right? And they cut it up into three, but now it's one theater again. It's uh, it was great, and because that was that was the first entire Friday the 13th movie I saw in the theater. I saw parts of part three when I was able to sneak in when we were there seeing something else for a little bit. Um, I, that's just so funny about part three. I was more interested in seeing the 3D. And of course, when you sneak into a movie theater like that, you don't have any glasses. <laughs> so, right. It's like, why is it so blurry? <laughs> it's like, what's wrong with the screen? I can't see shit. <laughs> and so, um, fortunately for us that 
there was this really awful Indiana Jones knockoff that came out years ago. And you know what I'm talking about? It was like a 3D movie, and it was like, I think it was a Roger Corman movie, now that I think about it. It was it's not Jake Speed. No, 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 no. This is way before that. Um, it came out when I was in junior high, so there's that. I remember it being a super rainy night. The movie kept selling out because it was a 3D movie. Movies, I mean, not every 3D was so rare by that point. It was super terrible. It was super bad. But we still had our our glasses from that. And when we snuck in to see three, we like realized, oh shit, we need to bring our glasses next time. So we did, just in case we had a chance to pop in there. And yeah, it was like, yeah, whatever. But no, part four was great. It was fun seeing it in its entirety and watching um, Crispin Glover dance. Yeah, <laughs> man. Oh my god! And those two twins, those two weird-looking yeah, twin the, girls. They, double, were they Devil Mint twins? They were, and they got fired because they were in the movie. Because That's right. In the movie, it was yeah. a little scandal. Yeah. <laughs> scandal, scandalous. The Devil Mint twin scandal. Now, the one Devil Mint twins everybody remembers, of course, are the, are the two that were um, in Greece too, and also uh, they had, what was that TV show that they had for a short time where they lived in the mansion? Or that super super expensive hotel. Which one? Not Devil's Trouble. Was it Devil Trouble? Was that what it was? That might uh, be what it was. Because in the two dudes, the two the comedy duo was they worked as like maintenance people. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Hmm. I thought maybe it was Double Trouble. Oh, you know what? Did they do like a revamping of it? Did they change it? I don't remember. I know it was only on for two seasons. I worked with Jean. She was uh, at one point. She was a uh, she was a script supervisor, and her sister was a makeup artist. Was the was the head on Just Shoot Me? Her sister was the head of the makeup department, and Jean was uh, a script supervisor and who uh, segued in and started directing episodes uh, while I was on Just Shoot Me. Super nice, both of them. I was right. It was retooled for the season two. It was after some retooling, the setting of the show relocated to New York City. Oh, the dad was Donnelly Rhodes, played the dad. They re they relocated in the second season. He's off the show and got replaced by Barbara Barry playing their aunt. Aunt Margot. And they and I think that's what I think they, she ran a hotel and that's where you see the other dudes. And you'll recognize the guy, the the guy that runs the restaurant in in uh, the the Major D in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He's one of the two dudes. Right. And Marie Johnson's also in the movie, uh, in the show, too, in season two. Uh, Jonathan Schmock was the guy I'm talking about. Cameron Dye from uh, Valley Girl was on an episode of Double Trouble. See, dude, Double Trouble was fun. Did I didn't even keep it up there long enough to see if they're shown anywhere? By the way, I you know, we've been plugging Tubi. I had no idea Fox bought it. Oh, well, there you have it. I, I just found that out last week. You know, what's funny is I just watched, um, you know what I watched on Tubi the other night? I watched The Crush with Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> dude, that movie's fucked up. Oh, dude, what a weird, like, I, I don't know, they, I don't know anybody would touch that movie now to make that movie. Mm -mm. But there was a time in the 90s, dude, they were like, because there's, po there's the Poison Ivy trilogy. Right. There's The Crush. I also watched The Temp the other night with uh, Laura Flynn Boyle and yeah. Timothy Hutton. But I mean, you know, dude. The thing, yeah, the thing about those movies is like when you know about the whole, all the pedophilia and shit that goes on in this town. Yeah, it makes it even creepier to watch. I was like, I had a hard time getting through the crush. I was like, all it, yeah, dude, all it is is just some, you know, some old man's fantasy. That's all it is. It's fucking awful, dude. Yeah, it's, they're weird movies, man. I, I, I the, the crush, I, I couldn't get, I couldn't, I actually didn't finish the crush. Um, 
because uh, I watched The Temp first, and I was like, oh, I remember they made a bunch of these movies. And I was like, I already seen Poison Ivy, and uh, The Crush was on Tubi. I'd never seen it. And like 40 minutes into The Crush, I was like, I, I can't watch this movie, man. How many movies do they stretch out without Poison Ivy series? Like three, I think there's, Well, there's four? three for sure, maybe more. I mean, I'm sure they got into some, you know, I think after the first one, or were they all direct-to-video? Was the first one a theatrical release? There, yeah, because the first one was theatrical. They got a, they were able to put it out there because it, I'm pretty sure, yeah, New Line put it out, dude. Okay. Yeah, and it had box office. Not much. Dude, I still can't believe that. In 92, that movie still cost three million bucks. It must have been on to Tom's Garrett. <laughs> oh, you know why? I, I feel like the, the big push for it was Sarah Gilbert, right? Like, because she was on Roseanne at the time. Yeah, and she's like second billing or something like that on there, yeah. too. Yeah. And it's, and she, you know, Tom Skerritt's her dad. And right. Weird ass movie. It's funny, man. I don't, uh, I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've never seen any of the sequels, Yeah, but it looks like, oh dude, it looks like there's, yeah, there's at least yeah, three, 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 yeah. three, three of them. I think and it's, isn't Jamie Presley in one of them? Yeah. 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 That's like the third one, fourth one. The third like one. Yes. The new seduction, the yeah. reboot. I love that. Rebirth. Yeah. That's back when they were finding what's well, nuts, dude. Four years, man. Oh, four. dude, there's more than three. There's like four. There was one in 2008. Yeah, no, I'm saying there's, there's three sequels. Yeah. Three straight to the video sequels. Poison Ivy 2, still have Alyssa Milano. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's terrible. Poor Alyssa yeah, Milano. And then right after that, she was, she would, uh, they start doing Charmed after that, or right around that time. Yeah, man. Yeah. What, a, what a world. What a world. What a world. Look at that uh, one. Though. The fourth one premiered in 2008. I know. I said, "Is this lifetime?" I'm like, "What?" How did become a lifetime movie? Yeah, right. Uh, and you only get one crush and one temp. Here you go. Oh, by the way, we're recording this today on on July 11th. It's Tom Holland's birthday today. Hey, get that Tom Holland. Full circle. Happy birthday. Have a good day. (laughs) We're done. Okay. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. For all your fun, fun stuff. Fright night. Happy birthday, Tom Holland. It's nice to yeah, be man. able to say something, not, not memorializing people on on one of our shows. Yeah, man. It's Tom Holland's birthday. That's awesome. Tom Holland, the director, not Tom Holland, the actor. Yeah. There's two different dudes, if in case you're wondering why. But, you know, if it was his birthday, we'd say happy birthday to him, too. Yeah. Happy 77, buddy. Yeah. Tom Holland's awesome. It's a good run. He's a sweetheart. He's a, yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. All right, well, there you go. Uh, so if you want to follow on social media, you can follow Corey on Twitter at Corey Cope, the official at Karate Pod, or on Letterboxd at Corey underscore Cope. And if you want to support us on Patreon, you can support us on patreon.com slash KITG podcast. If you want to follow Freddie, you can follow me at Raven Shattuck on Twitter, Rock and Roll 33 on your Instagram, and Tom Cody at Letterboxd. Tom Cody. Tom Cody. We have this week. Oh, we have code of silence this week. Yeah, we got the code of silence. Code of silence. <laughs>